0: Oh, it's an absolutely beautiful day in the Twin Cities. Spring appears to be finally here. I probably got to get out to the course this afternoon. Busy weekend for me here. I've got a busy weekend, busy. uh, Well, of course, it's Mother's Day. So, yes, it is a busy week, busy weekend indeed. But today I've got to record Corbett's Corner. Let's talk, obviously, NBA Conference semifinals, the NHL playoffs off and running. We'll talk about the first 25 games of the MLB season and wrap up with my thoughts on the NFL draft. Uh, from this past week okay Uh, but then I got to get out to the golf course come on yes you know NBA conference semifinals Suns get by the Pelicans we were all right Uh, basically the only series we got wrong I thought the Grizzlies were going to fall to the Timberwolves and they probably should have more on that in just a little bit but of course the Suns get by the Pelicans even without Booker he came back towards the end but now he's fully back it appears as they take care of Dallas in game one and look I think they're going to roll Dallas in five games Luka Doncic making his uh, or having his first playoff series win against the Jazz, which we couldn't have been more spot on here on Corbett's Corner, saying that it doesn't work. They have to blow it up. People thought they were good last year. I told you last year they were no good. They made it to the second round, got taken out by the Clippers without Kawhi. This year, they can't make it past the Mavericks. Two games without Doncic on the floor as well. Um, And, you know, Jazz, they got to blow it up. Now you got Gobert and Mitchell at odds against each other. Gobert saying, pick one or the other. Uh, Yeah, that's a little bit too easy there, Rudy. Um, But, yeah, I I think, you know, that's more. Dallas got by a weak Jazz team. That was a Jazz team done. They were running on fumes. It was the end of an era in Salt Lake City. And now Dallas is running into, you know, a true era, a true power in the Suns. And, obviously, uh, they lost in game one, game two tonight. Golden State and Memphis, they're even at one. I'm still sticking with the Warriors. Uh, The Wolves, again, I said, should have won the series with the Grizzlies. They should have won that going away if it wasn't for a historic collapse and people are going, collapse? What do you mean? they were, you know, it's the seven versus two seed. Okay, when you were up by double digits three different times in the fourth quarter, that's a collapse when you lose all three of those games. They almost did it a fourth time, and uh, one of those three times that they did actually give up the lead. Uh, It was up over 20 late in the third, the lead. So just ridiculous. The Wolves collapsing in total Minnesota fashion way. Um, And now the Grizzlies have an even series with the Warriors. People are saying the Grizzlies are good. I'm still sticking with, I think this is the Jazz. I think this is not in the fact that they're not a good team, but in the fact that they're a year away. Um, They're a regular season darling. John Morant's averaging over 40 points per game in this series, the two games with the Warriors, and they only manage a split at home. Um, The Chase Center is going to get up. The Warriors are not choke artists like the Timberwolves. They're going to take care of business. I could see this going five games, too. Congrats, Grizzlies. You got the one. Now you got to go take care of business at Golden State. Golden State should waltz through the series as long as Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins, I know it's asking a lot, just pull their weight. That's it. Joss starting to finally have a better playoffs, right? He was pretty abysmal in the series against Memphis. Now he's going off against the Grizzlies, but they're still running into either a loss or a really, really hard-fought win. Uh, so I still like the Warriors. I think they could take it in five. Uh, here's one thing that is not uh, inconsequential, and it's Gary Payton II breaking his elbow. That came out today. It's official. That isn't insignificant because, you know, they need that. That takes away, you know, a a spark off the bench, six, eight points a game. So it's not totally detrimental to the Warriors. They could still do. It's not like losing Booker, right? It's not like losing Middleton, um, but it's still losing a key piece. And now you're going to need Jonathan Kaminga, a rookie, to step up even more. You're really going to have to lean on Wiggins and Thompson now. Um, So that is something to be. Weary of, but I think they should be just fine. Game three is tomorrow night. Do we even have to spend time on this heat in four or five? Depends on Joel Embiid's status if he's coming back. James Harden can't do it himself. Um, against the stifling heat defense, I mean, this team played in a finals, albeit in the bubble, just a couple of years ago. spolster is obviously a veteran coach who's done it. Um, you know, the heat are rolling. I, I, I think they're, we're just, you know, we're looking to sweep the east side because it's not that impressive because it's all chalk. But I was thinking originally, okay, Celtics, 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 holy crap, they swept the nets. Now they're having trouble. And I predicted this coming into this series that look, Giannis, even without Middleton is still going to give the Celtics all he's got. He's too good a player to not be overwhelmed. He had a bad game too after a great game one. And that's the key to that series is which star is going to show up. Now it's Giannis, who's like arguably the best player on the planet, you know, a whole nother tier. Tatum's starting to get to that tier, but he's still in the tier below where he's like bona fide all-star, but he's not, he's getting to take over the game level like Giannis, but he's not there yet. So you kind of combined, okay, is Giannis going to have the good game versus is Tatum and Brown going to have the good game? Because Brown certainly went off last night as he had like almost 30 points in the first half, ended up finishing with 30. Uh, I think Bucks celtics could go six or seven. Who shows up, as I mentioned? I think it's 2-2 two, two going back to Boston. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Is Middleton closer to returning? Is he going to be out for the full series? And to my point earlier, I thought it was going to be Celtics-Suns. That was my prediction at the beginning of the playoffs. I might, not there yet, but I'm starting to lean a little bit towards the Heat they sweep the Sixers, they're going to be well-rested. Celtics going to get beat up by the Bucks if they move on. Uh, I think the Heat are sitting real pretty on the East side. Um, so maybe it is Suns Heat. Um, yeah, man, it could have been more spot on about the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, Gobert and Mitchell want to break up. It, this is easy. I mean, Mitchell... Mitchell's an all-star, right? You know, he's he's one of these scorers. He's not going to ever be that close to 40% from beyond the arc, but he can hit a shot at around 36%. He's going to give you 25 points per game. He can have those huge games. He can also have those stinkers. Gobert's giving you nothing but a shit ton of rebounds and nothing more than 16 points per game. You know, that's – and he's been in the league a lot longer than Mitchell. So it's just, you know, doing the math. You want a 29-year-old who can't put up 20 points per game, and he's basically game-playing out of every playoff series because he can't do anything outside the paint? No. You take Mitchell there. I wonder, you know, what is Utah going to do? Uh, is Gobert wearing another jersey? Who wants Gobert? Does Mitchell get probably what he wants to get the hell out of Salt Lake City, Utah, And maybe go to a better franchise, team up with someone else. I don't know, but it seems to be the end of an era there for the Gobert-Mitchell Jazz. Um, And that does it for some NBA playoff thoughts here. Let's dip into the NHL. All right, NHL playoffs before that, Mother's Day this weekend. Guys, my custom heart, uh, you've seen the videos on social media I've been putting out. Those are my guys, those are my partners. Um, great gifts for the special person in your life make sure to use promo code dylan d-y-l-a-n at checkout 20 percent off we got the order fantastic products check it out for yourself on my social media and once you decide to get something for yourself as well as your special someone promo code dylan that's all you need to know there d-y-l-a-n at checkout and my friends at my custom heart all right nhl playoffs three overtime hockey nothing better there's nothing better I believe Matt and put it as some frocky. I love some frocky. Yeah, you know, you play until you get a winner. That's crazy. So they played it to the almost midnight over on the East Coast uh, at the Madison Square Garden, MSG, the Mecca, um, as the Pittsburgh Penguins cash that plus dog money line uh, for your boy there on the road over the Rangers. But that's going to be a great series. So let's break down each series here. Colorado Avalanche, overwhelming favorites, uh, and they look so dominant. They destroy the Predators. The Predators have no shot. I mean, there's no chance. None. Abs are going to roll. Blues look great. Minnesota Wild. Been a tough (laughs) – Minnesota. Been a tough postseason couple of weeks here for your two squads. Um, You know, they had home ice advantage. They have home ice advantage. And uh, I hear the stat on the fan here locally, Sports Talk Radio – That The Wild have never won a playoff series with home ice advantage. Cue game one, blowout. They get destroyed at the XL Center. Um, The cell. Uh, Yeah, you know, Minnesota playoffs. Just, you know, (laughs) come on. The Wild have never won a playoff series with home ice advantage. They lose game one. Absolute stinker um it's crazy the flames get it done i think they've got some value to go all the way i ended up taking their future that was my pre-playoff bracket beginning future that i took my preseason future is the canes which i was worried about everyone's saying hey their goaltenders out bruins you know the bruins have been a dynasty they've been they have been like the patriots just hanging around playoff caliber each season in and out Uh, And then all of a sudden, the Canes just absolutely stopped stopped the Bruins. All right, so I guess we'll just see how that plays out. I think Edmonton is in trouble. Connor McDavid, he's been a little bit of the choke artist in the playoffs or even getting there. Now he's here and the L.A. Kings. Take care of them in game one. Game two is tonight. Uh, Classic Florida Panthers. They haven't won a playoff series in almost three decades when they won it all in their inaugural season. Uh, franchise records this year. They were clearly the best team in hockey, then the Avalanche. Uh, but then once it comes to playoff time, they just absolutely crap the bed. And uh, they lose game one to the Caps. So the Caps, of course, obviously won a cup a couple of years back. And they're still a playoff contender. And are the Panthers really going to... Anything can happen in the NHL playoffs. Um, uh, you know, a lot different than basketball where you're going to see a lot more upsets even with these top-seeded teams like the Panthers. Um, Toronto takes care of the back-to-back champs in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nobody's done three-peat, I think, since, what, the Islanders in the 80s. Uh, I think Toronto, which choked last year up 3-1 to the Canadians. Canadians ended up making it to the final and then got absolutely whooped by said Lightning. Um, I think it's one game Toronto blew out Tampa Bay game twos tonight. I could see Tampa just totally flipping this series and stealing it from Toronto. I think that one game is nice, but it doesn't mean anything when Toronto is notably uh, uh, not great in the playoffs. Canes Bruins, as I mentioned, and uh, Pittsburgh Rangers, you know, as you saw, it's gonna go six or seven for both series. Uh, I think those are gonna be the two most exciting for the nhl first round in the stanley cup all right major league baseball 25 games in let's play everyone's favorite game it's for real or fraudulent uh the yankees are for real yes the bronx rizzo smashing with the short porch he's tied for the major league baseball lead with his teammate aaron judge who also has nine dongs um C.J. Crone at good old Coors Field is the other guy, the three-way tie at the top with nine bombs. Nestor Cortez Jr., shoving, bullpen, nasty, uh, Yankees for real. The White Sox are for real. The bats will heat up. This, this lineup's way too talented to be hitting like they are. It's a long season, weak division, way too early. Lance Lynn almost back to help stabilize that rotation. And part of my reason for that is because I believe the twins are fraudulent. Injuries are starting to pile up for this team. Can you trust Buxton to stay healthy? Um, You know, you never want to root for an injury. And certainly that's not what I'm doing, but I'm just questioning, can he stay healthy? It's a legit question that we've had to ask over his career. Um, Again, I think the White Sox will improve. So that should hurt the twins. The twin schedule gets more difficult. Look at that rotation. I know it's, yeah, okay, nice month. Dylan Bundy, stop it. No, we're not doing, you know, Sonny Gray, he's already been on the IL. Too many young guys, they haven't pitched a full season. We're back to 162. I think it's too good to be true uh, for the Twins right now. And, hey, even if they do make the playoffs, we all know what they will do there. The same thing as every Minnesota playoff team. Nothing. Uh, The Rockies are fraudulent. CJ Krohn cannot be your best hitter. I'm sorry. The division is also too good. Dodgers, Giants look just as good as last year. Padres look good again. Um, Still too early to tell for the Mets and Cardinals. The Mets did this last year. What are we doing? Uh, You know, okay, great. Nice month. Uh, And then they pooped out before the playoffs last year and missed them. Uh, Braves did the same thing last year before going on to win. Cold start. They end up getting hot at the right time. Cardinals, I mean, I can't even we're just trudging along we're just cardinals we're winning we're splitting series uh, we're not going on any sort of streak winning or losing uh, our outfield is giving us literally no production right now tyler o'neill nice like first week now he's falling off the cliff dylan carlson sophomore slump like that you know would still want to give these guys their leash i'm about done with harrison bader i mean dude what what, what great defense and speed can we get a little offensive production from our guy That center fielder position has been so, God, just like so docile for the card. John Jay slap hitting here. Uh, Randall Gritchick, you know, not really doing anything. Now he's on the Rockies doing all right. And then Harrison Bader. You know, we got rid of Gritchick for Bader. It was like the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. They're the same freaking guy, except Gritchick could actually hit a little more. Um, So the Cardinals, of course, just. The, the Brewers are annoyingly good again. Great. They're at the top of the division. Cardinals are either going to compete with them at the top or compete for a while. You know, our classic 85, maybe 90 wins. Classic St. Louis season. Here's my 25-game season, 25-game uh, in sample size MVP for both leagues in Cy Young. Mike Trout, got to stay healthy, but he's doing Mike Trout things. Nolan Arenado just went deep again today, recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. Seven bombs. He's your NL MVP right now. That's, you know, that's, he, he's on absolute fire. And that's one of those guys that obviously voters love a guy that could do it with the bat and also with the glove trout too. Cy Young. I've got a surefire guy for AL and that's Alex Manoa. This dude is lights out for the blue Jays. Um, we'll see if he can keep it going for a full season. Take your pick in the NL Carlos Rodon signing with the giants. He's been fantastic. Max Scherzer. Doing Scherzer things with the Mets, and then Corbin Burns—he's always going to be there with a low ERA, high strikeout total. But the wins—he never gets wins. He's like one and one. Um, but again, wins don't really matter that much. Burns for the other numbers certainly in the conversation. Twenty-five games into the season for Cy Young, Suzuki still raking for the Cubs. Kwan still getting a piece of everything, and uh, the Angels finally look good, even with Otani playing only about average. Remember we were talking. Uh, at the beginning of the baseball season, how these three guys were just kind of taking baseball by storm, and they're still doing well after a month. Otani just playing only about average after his MVP season. Starting to wish I really took Jordan uh, for MVP. That future I took about talked about last time. He's up to eight bombs now. Here's something I didn't think I'd be saying. Eric Hosmer leads baseball in batting average, and Manny Machado's second, as the Padres look pretty good without Tatis uh just can't collapse again like last year remember they were fighting visibly at bush stadium they ended up missing the playoffs padres they took their over for season win total and are off to an all right start i believe 14 and eight all right nfl draft as we wrap up here on corbett's corner winging it coming out tonight tomorrow whenever you enjoy it uh visually or audibly that will be out with a good episode with the fellas um and we wrap up here with the nfl draft was hoping to do a ufc 274 live stream as i like to do for the title events but alas it is mother's day and my mother-in-law will be in town i utilize my promo code to get her a gift again promo code dylan d-y-l-e-n my custom heart check them out great products um falcons finally get to release the chains of that franchise you know uh we will though talk about their draft but first we gotta start with my new team how about that the colts yes real colts baby i love what they did They got, they didn't have a first round pick. I couldn't have been less excited for an NFL draft in recent years. Um, you know, like no good quarterbacks. Nobody really knows who the hell the first overall pick was. Oh, okay. Georgia guy. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Georgia broke the record for most, um, drafted players. Well, no shit. They're all five stars. They're literally getting all the best players and they won the title. Um, yeah, so Matt. So I had to wait till day two, day three, and uh, you know I like what the Colts did. They got him some tall targets. Not a big name receiver, but a big receiver, Cincinnati, and uh, they get uh, he's like six foot four, I believe. On his name slip in my mind at the moment, but then they also got I believe Jelani Woods, tight end out of Virginia, six seven. Just toss it up to him, Matt Ryan, when he won the MVP. He had Austin Hooper, and since those two broke apart, look what Hooper's done. He hasn't done shit. So Matt Ryan likes a good TE. He obviously found Kyle Pitts for the most uh receiving yards by a rookie tight end. Like, you know, that could be something as they're starting to give Matt Ryan some weapons. You got Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, word is you might be re-signing T.Y. Hilton, who of course is way past his prime, but he could just be a great decoy and or slot receiver at this point in his career. And obviously is, I don't want to say a Colts legend, but certainly, you know, fans love him there. He's been there long enough um matt ryan is talking about how this is the most ripped offensive line he has ever seen like in terms of stature that's awesome uh you know matty ice is bringing his own class and professional and just a stand-up guy and the colts are taking notice he's immediately making a great impact on that locker room uh you know he's reinvigorated like he's he's finally gotten to a point where it's like hey you know this franchise actually seems to have their shit together They're giving me stuff to keep me upright. They're putting people around me. They're welcoming into a franchise and immediately getting me guys in the draft. Um, I'm excited, you know, and now the Colts are kind of reciprocating those good feelings. And you're seeing the quote saying, this is a multi-year thing they plan with Matt Ryan. It's not Jacoby Brissett. It's not Phillip Rivers. Uh, They're excited. Matt Ryan's excited. I'm excited. Football season coming up. Uh, we're going to have a pretty exciting Corbett's corner coming up as we'll have a guest on and we'll make some bets uh, for season win totals. That's coming up in the near future. But of course we got to let the NBA and NHL playoffs kind of do their thing as well. Um, So that's the Colts draft. I thought the Vikings, of course, uh, you know, the hometown team here behind me, twin cities. uh, I thought they had a great draft, good draft, good, great. Could go either way. Uh, I usually like to rail on the Vikings. I thought it was great. Uh, you got power five schools, nothing, you know, that's don't have a bust with a guy from you don't want to have a bust like the Patriots do when you're drafting someone from Chattanooga or like the Cowboys in the 90s. Jerry Jones is picking bust after bust. Um, you know, you, you got a power five school late in draft class. Obviously, Lewis seen Georgia player. I like him. Uh, you could pair him with Harrison Smith. I think that's pretty good. Now it's not a Zimmer defense anymore, so you might have to it doesn't matter to scene, but Vikings fans might get used to seeing something a little different this year, but I like that. Andrew Booth jr. This guy was going to be a top three pick when he was a freshman at Clemson. His stock kind of slid as to he falls to the second round, but I think talent wise, the Vikings got a guy, Uh, you know, AJ Terrell, no one really talked about him out of college as a mid first round pick for uh, the Falcons out of Clemson. Now, Quietly, he's one of the most shutdown corners in the league for the Falcons. I like this pick of Booth Jr., and that's a value pick. You get Asamoah, the Oklahoma guy, uh, linebacker. You go local with a gopher defensive end. That's always a fan favorite for Minnesota uh, fans here in the area. And then I love this pick in the sixth round, Jalen Naylor uh, out of Michigan State, dealing with just a subpar quarterback, and he put together some games for Michigan State this year. And Mel Tucker, obviously, sixth round. Shit, throw him out. Take You know, B.B. Johnson, get Naylor in there. I think this guy could get you some touchdowns. Uh, we'll see how often he gets incorporated into the offense for the Vikings. Falcons get Desmond Ritter. I mean, okay, you know, Marcus Mariota. Oh, my God. Four and a half, I think, is their season win total. I will be hammering that under. Finally, I can't bet against my favorite teams. That's the sacred rule I have. Falcons are just off my roster, gone, done. Good riddance. The 12 years or so that I dedicated, you know, my entire fandom towards my time, my rooting, my god, my sanity to the Falcons were gone. And it's stuff like this: signing Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, drafting the first wide receiver. Was he the first guy? So they've got someone else. Drake London, I have no idea if that guy's going to be any good. He played for uh, one of the worst USC teams we've seen since the last... This isn't the your father's USC team, right? You know, they, they've not been a good program for the last decade. Drake London, what are we supposed to expect from this guy? And now you put him with the Falcons? Uh, he's not really running into the best scenario. Uh, and who the hell is Marcus Mariota going to throw to? Because you got Drake London is now your... Well, you got Pitts, okay? Drake London's your number two option, I guess. Uh, and then it's Olamide Zacchaeus, my favorite, right? Uh, oh, and then if neither of those guys are open, don't worry, you have Demir Bird. Uh, oh, and also you're behind a putrid offensive line. Further questions I have with the draft. Who the hell is Lamar Jackson going to throw to? They trade away Hollywood Brown. Their three receivers right now, Rashad Bateman, shout out Gophers, Devin DuVernay, hook Longhorns, or James Prosh Third all right, you have Mark Andrews, he might get 200 receptions this year. Who the hell is he going to throw to? Now, the draft overall, not bad, because they did get Kyle Hamilton, who slipped to them, uh, one of the more talented guys out of Notre Dame. Tyler Linderbaum, who I like out of Iowa, one of the better centers on the board. And then Ojabo uh, out of Michigan, who obviously de- dealing with injuries, but the talent is there. He's not unlike Jalen Smith, right? You take that injured player, uh, even though the potential's there, and maybe they turn into a an all pro. Um, okay, sticking with this team. Who the hell is Justin Fields going to throw to? Darnell Mooney, great, but now he's your number one. Uh, and opposite him is Byron Pringle. Seriously? I mean, Mahomes could get Pringle open. I, I don't know about Fields in that all line or rookie Velas Jones Jr. Another one, Tennessee. There's so many damn receivers in this draft. Who knows if you're going to get a good one or not? my boy zion johnson boston college o-line university first round to the chargers love it gets to block for one of the best quarterbacks up and coming in justin herbert gonna get myself a powder blue jersey if he indeed gets uh, indeed gets a sellable jersey still waiting to get a freaking harold landry the third jersey from uh, tennessee um so zion johnson the newest bc eagle in the nfl dylan corbett corbett's corner uh thanks for listening check out winging it and check out my custom hard promo code dylan mother's day you still got time to get your mother a nice gift there something thoughtful something customized and uh something that i could give you a deal on 20 percent off promo code dylan all right winging it next week and we will talk to you shortly winging it this week it's coming up tomorrow corbett's corner here on a wednesday